Welcome to Be Ye Hearers. It's a podcast of St. James's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia. Have you ever had the experience of trying to tell a person uh, something about a painful experience from your past, and instead of really listening to you, they, they dismiss what you've said and sort of imply that something like that never happened? Um, I think the popular term uh, for this is uh, called gaslighting these days. Um, all of us sitting here this morning, though, have gone through a painful experience in human life, I suspect. We are, to quote uh, the prophet Isaiah, men and women of sorrow well acquainted with grief. Maybe we suffered uh, physical or emotional abuse growing up. Maybe we struggle with some form of addiction. Maybe we've experienced pain in relationships that we have with parents, with children, or others that are close to us. One of our calls as Christians, though, is to honor that pain of each other's stories, to help us all in some way and in this place find a path toward healing. As I've thought more deeply about the challenges of the past year and the current struggles of bringing our church family back together here for worship and for wonderful occasions like Ford's baptism. I believe one of the first tasks in healing from the trauma of this pandemic is listening, listening to each other's stories and learning to respect the reality of those experiences. Uh, this isn't a time for us to uh, worry much about comparing experiences or worrying about maybe who suffered, who, who outsuffered the other person. As Christians, we are called uh, at this time to be Christ, to be Christ to each other, to accept that reality of each other's experiences, to help each other, to, to help people see themselves as a beloved child of God. Now, this approach to Christian life might sound a bit strange after hearing this morning's gospel, which apparently shows our Lord uh, condemning a wealthy person for their possessions. As he says to his apostles, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. But in my sermon this morning, I want to spend a little bit of time uh, not focusing on what Jesus told the man to do, but instead on what may have inspired this man to go and seek out our Lord. There's always, you see, a story behind a story. As we've seen, there always something, something happens and that leads people to seek out Jesus. Sometimes the motives people have are quite noble ones. A good example of that can be found in our window over here to my right, the one with the centurion, the centurion coming to see Christ. He came to Jesus because he wanted Jesus to heal a servant that he loved, and it's a, great, a dramatic, wonderful story. Um, he had faith that Christ didn't even need to go visit him, to see him, uh, but simply to give the word, give the word, and it shall be done. Sometimes the motives people have for seeking out our Lord, they're not so noble. Um, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Or perhaps one of my favorite ones, um, how many husbands will a woman have in the afterlife if she married seven brothers who died? Wow, that would be really complicated, wouldn't it, y'all? Um, but if, my friends, if we want to get behind kind of a simplistic understanding of the gospel, we should start with that reason. This, this man sought out our Lord. He came to find him, and why? Of course, this man had lots of things in his life that society celebrates. Uh, he had wealth. 
In another story, it says he was a ruler, so he had prestige, he had the power. And yet, yet he comes to Jesus, and there's something that seems to be missing in his life. Maybe there has been some kind of trauma, a death, a failed relationship, a, a betrayal of some sort. We don't know all the circumstances, but I suspect he's looking for someone. This man is looking for someone that will listen to his story, acknowledge whatever grief he may have, and won't make assumptions about who they think he is. He is a man that is genuinely seeking a path, trying to find a path toward healing in his life. That the story doesn't go exactly as he perhaps planned should not surprise any of us sitting here this morning. People rarely got what they expected when they asked Jesus a question. And as I said before, there's much, going, much more going on here than simply a judgment on the man's possessions. Instead, the question he asks our Lord gives us some insight into the struggles that this man is facing. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? This is, my friends, a universal question. It can be asked in all sorts of different ways. What must I do to have a meaningful life? What must I do to find a path in life that will lead to healing and reconciliation? This is not simply a question about heaven. This man is asking something on a much more profound level that encompasses his desire to have a life, to try to find a life that's lived in harmony with God and with other people. Now, Jesus recognizes this desire in this man. He sees him for who he is. Jesus does not see this person as a man who has it all. He sees him as a man who has nothing. And in his rush to find eternal life, to heal that pain in his life, to make it more meaningful, this man has devoted himself to the outward trappings of what society considers to be a good life. Jesus reminds them of this in his commandment questions. Do not lie, do not steal, do not commit adultery, murder, honor your mother and your father. These are all the things, all the things he's been doing, and our gospel tells him that our Lord Christ loved him for it. He loved him for it. He loved him for who he was, for seeking him out, for the desire, the desire he had to come to Christ and to change his life. However, my friends, this is where the story gets a bit more challenging for us today. While Jesus asks him about all of these ethical commandments, he does not then circle back around to the spiritual commandments, the other ones, those commandments that make all those possible. He does not ask the man about his relationship with God. Does he love the Lord with all his heart? mind and soul? Does he have any other God in his life besides Yahweh? Does he honor God on the Sabbath day? Does he ever covet the possessions that others have? Jesus chooses in this lesson to skip. He skips these foundational questions. He skips them because he suspects that this man is someone that has been going through the motions of human life, doing what is expected but has not found that this has brought any kind of meaning, the meaning to life that he's been seeking. The answer that Jesus offers to him is one, of course, he needs to hear. He needs to hear it, but at this point in his life, he's simply not ready to accept it. 
He's not ready to put aside the possessions of this world or the possessions that possess him. He goes away, still in need of healing, grieving, but not, not quite ready to embrace the path that our Lord offers to him. So this morning, gathered here as people who no doubt have experienced our own pain and our own wounds in our human lives, what do we take away? What are we to take away from this gospel lesson? I think part of the answer is found when Jesus speaks to his disciples after this encounter. When he tells them, you recall, that it's hard for the wealthy to enter the kingdom. Scripture tells us that they were perplexed, they were, they were astounded by his comments because these men who followed our Lord believed that a person's riches uh, were symbolic of God's blessing but also enabled them to somehow uh, find their way into a more meaningful life. Our Lord corrects this view, though, because unless one is able to love God with all their heart, mind, and soul, do this more than money, more than processions, more than status, his followers will never learn what it means in human life to trust, to trust in God alone. They will never learn that part of our woundedness, that part of our own woundedness comes from our misunderstanding of what it means to love others the way that God does. And this love is only possible in our lives when we have the courage, the courage to let go of those things that possess our lives and turn those things over to God. This is precisely why Jesus says that while it is not possible for us that with God, with God, all things, all things are possible. And this is the gospel. This is the good news of our lesson today. Healing begins with the possibilities that God offers through a life, a life lived in communion with Christ and with each other in this community. Our healing, the healing of our wounds is found through the, the sharing of our stories, the relationships we have with each other as part of this church family. To listen to honor another's story is to reaffirm the possibility that through each one of us, as people that are made in the image of a loving and forgiving God, we can give that love back. We can give that love back to others to heal the wounds of our souls. This is the challenge Christ gives to us this morning. We are asked, my friends, to slow down, take the time needed to listen, to be vulnerable, to recognize that the only possessions worth having in this life is God and one another. Of course, normally I would say amen at this point, but we uh, have a postscript. As I said before, we're gathered this day to um, celebrate uh, Ford's baptism. And as I said before, one of the things that we are here about is to uh, put our trust in God as God's people to uh, baptize this child, to bring them into this life, this life where we will walk with this child uh, on that spiritual journey. There'll be some bumps along the way, a few bruises here and there. But as I said earlier, this is the place where we find that healing, that spirit, that love, that truly does make all things possible. So let's 
make all things possible this day as we baptize Ford and bring him into our life in Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Ye Hearers. For our full worship service, go to doers.org slash live. To learn more about St. James's, go to doers.org. We hope you've been touched by the Holy Spirit today. We look forward to being your companion on your spiritual journey.